So, Dave, we're deep into the semester. How's it going? Great. You've been busy on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock? Yep. Co-hosting Music Biz 101 and more with you. Who have our guests been? Indie artist and alum Lauren Marsh, PR guru George Dassinger, Rosie Lopez, president of Tommy Boy Entertainment, and Adam Kornfeld, Rod Stewart's booking agent. I miss them. Is there any way I can still hear their words of wisdom? Sure. Every show becomes a podcast that you can hear on our website, musicbiz101wp.com, or on the Stitcher mobile app. And it's all free. Who's coming up next? Grammy-winning producer Harry Wanger, Warner VP Dan Goldberg, Sean Rosenberg, the engagement director at Huge. Oh, that's big. (laughs) I get it. The guests keep getting better and better. Our listeners, too. That's Music Biz 101 and more every Every Wednesday Wednesday at 8 p.m. Only on 88.7 WPSC Brave New Radio. Music Biz 101 more, 101 and more, 101 ampersand and more, only, only, only on on uh, this radio station, <laughs> which is... You know I have a giant ampersand in my office. Do you really? A light up ampersand. Really? That reminds me of The Wizard of Oz when the Wicked Witch had the sand that she would turn over and then if it... It's not ampersand. It was. Uh, I like being yeah, called yeah. a wicked witch. That's how this right. Can't though. wait to be uh, introduced. I know this is the. I should tell you, I am a Professor David Kurt Philp of William Patterson, the University. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more on 88.7 FM, and it is also streamed at GoBrave.org. Uh, this is a great show that you're really going to enjoy tonight. Are you trying to sound like Marconi? Because it's, it's not working. <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> He's now. He's not here. You can't um, replace him. I am your uh, co-host, Professor David Kirk Philp. Our uh, esteemed, especially fantastic co-host, Dr. Esteban Marconi, is away this week on assignment. And we'll be back next week for the final live show of the year. But this is Music Biz 101 and more. The other person who spoke, well, the uh, most recent person who spoke other than myself, is, was, will always be Philip Gorakovsky. <laughs> Philip, our producer. Philip <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, will always be is not is not entirely correct. Because I only, the, in, including this show, I only have two left. Okay, but your so, name will always be Philip. My, my, oh yeah, well, unless you decide will always to change be. it. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, maybe uh, after the show, I can't bear not being the producer of Music Biz, and I might change it. I don't know. We'll you, see. Well, it's actually Music Biz One Hundred and One and More because yeah. there's more. It's yeah. not just the Music Biz. And uh, the first person who spoke, uh, real quick introduction. His name is Paul Sinclair. He's from Atlantic Records. We'll get back to him, but real quick, Paul Sinclair. Paul. Paul from and then, of course, we do have a student co-host with us. Her name is Jeanette Elizabeth. Do you want me to call you a Jeanette Elizabeth or by your real last name? No, that's perfect. Okay. Her name is Jeanette Elizabeth. No, that's perfect. Jeanette Elizabeth! <laughs> Jeanette Elizabeth! <laughs> That's so great because she's so awesome. Jeanette is a music business uh, minor here at uh, William Patterson, the university. She is also a popular music studies major, and she is also a math minor. Right. Mm-hmm. When you, do you just say math minor, or is it like a fancy word, like arithmetic? No. Well, they say mathematics, but ah, you mathematics. can <laughs> Wait, those were two minors. What's yeah. your major? Popular music. Popular music. Yeah, she, she's a p- pianist and mm-hmm. a guitarist. Mm-hmm. She plays the acoustic and guitar. Flutist. And a flautist. Flautist. A flautist. <laughs> That is right. So uh, cool. she's she's and she sings. The police are here. Oops, the police are here, 
And, Sorry, we got uh, a show. We got a show to produce. Yeah, so we're going to remove Paul Sinclair <laughs> of Atlantic Records because he is a phony. And uh, hello, officer. How are you? Would you like to say hello? What is your name, sir? Hold on. We do have the police here. What is your name? Officer Hunter. Officer Hunter is here. Thank officer you. Hunter in the studio. Thank you, officer. Give it up for Officer Hunter. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, we should also mention that Jeanette's uh, brother Andrew is here, sitting gently, quietly. <laughs> Andrew's here. How are you guys, Andrew? Andrew is a math major. At what school? At NJIT, it's an institute of technology. He's he's institutionalized, you could say, right? So, uh, but thank you for coming, a- Andrew. And d- as we said before, do not ruin this show. Okay, this is a big deal for Jeanette. So, what you heard at the top of the hour was the Ally Mack project. The world is ours. She was the winner this season of our Music Biz One Hundred One and More theme song contest, and she will be the end and beginning of every show. Usually, it starts with the beginning. Sometimes I like to end with the end, so when we begin that way as well. But she will be that way next year and then we mentioned all that you're listening to music biz 101 and more uh, you can find us all the time on the web, musicbiz101wp.com. You should go there, sign up for our newsletter, because we have one that comes out every Sunday at 6 p.m. that you are going to love. It's chock full of great information about the music and entertainment biz. And then you should follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at musicbiz101wp. You should tweet us your question now for Paul Sinclair, who you can always find on Twitter. Uh, his handle is at spinclair. And um, you can always list, you'll be able to listen to this podcast in the future on Stitcher Radio, the mobile app available on iOS and what's the other one? Android. 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 There we go. So here we go. Uh, we're getting down to the end of our season. Jerry Limbo is our guest next week. Limbo, I sound like Limbo, which is something that you do to destroy the, your back. But his name <laughs> is Jerry Limbo. He's artist manager, consultant to the stars, one of his uh, contestants from The Voice. Uh, made it very far this season. And then after that, you're going to hear a lot of shows featuring Julie Greenwald from Atlantic Records, president of Atlantic Records. Is she president or COO or president slash COO? I think she's president slash COO. Okay, of Atlantic Records. and uh, she, Leanne, She's in charge. She's she the boss. All right. Leanne Callahan, Leanne Callahan Longo, who works with uh, Beyonce, uh, Alyssa Pollock. Donna Eichmeyer, Tracy Jordan from iHeartMedia, Live Nation, SiriusXM. They're all going to have pre-recorded shows that are going to take us into July. We'll have a best of, and then September 2nd, I believe, is the first Wednesday of September. That will be our back to our big new thing. But we have Paul Sinclair here. We were using Twitter. We were using Instagram. Uh, reaching out to you guys because this is the third time Paul has been with us. Paul has been with us this many times, number one, because he's fairly awesome. Number two, because this year, this is the end of a year in which Paul was the visiting expert in residence with the music business program here at William Patterson, the university. So can, may we give you a hand for that, Paul? Oh, sure, thanks. Yeah. Paul, Sinclair. Paul Sinclair, so good. Fun. It's, it's amazing that everything I know is gone now. One year, it's all yeah. gone. And it all went into Jeanette's head because yeah, she's good. got 17 majors and seven minors. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so we want to thank you. And I have this gift to give to you. Uh, oh, my goodness. Thank you it's very much. It's a box of money. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's actually a comfort in pen. Yeah. Right. Write that back, yeah. please. Okay. okay. So you get nothing. But we do appreciate all the time you spent. And do should we start? Paul, with the big announcement, should we save the big announcement? How would you like to? We have a big announcement that will affect. Is it a big announcement? It's a it's, it's a big announcement. Think, big announcement. I think that's a producer call. Philip, when when have I talked to you about the big announcement? I, I don't the, even know what's going a, on. There's a big announcement as it relates to the Warner Music Group, which uh, distributes and owns Atlantic Records, and right. also as it relates to William Patterson and our music business program. Oh. 
Okay. As a producer, I mean, it's up to you. I'm just gonna sit well, back and uh, let's do, let's do it now. Let's start off on a on a on a high note. Let's okay. Start, yeah. All right, ready? Jeanette, help us out. Andrew, come on. You're ruining this, Andrew. Make some sense. There we go. Okay. Stop. That, that was okay. The big announcement is that we are making the big announcement now is that William Patterson University and our popular music business, I'm sorry, popular music studies and music management programs, we call them the popular music business programs. So that, those, the, all those people, plus the Warner Music Group, which is one of the three biggest recording uh, distributors in the world uh, have signed. No, I'm sorry. We are agreeing to work together. <laughs> it's that, I'm trying to say what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not not allowed to say because of uh, the corporations. We have a now we have a legitimate relationship and partnership between your big company and my big university. We're dating. Yeah, we're we're dating. Um, we're we're looking to see if we're going to give each other a ring. But uh, and if we're going to to marry, but actually Warner Brothers is basically buying William Patterson. And, uh, I did not say that. <laughs> but that's that, that's what I sent you guys. So, you guys said fine. Wait, wait. So what's the relationship? What, right. What's going to happen? How, Back how would to you... the producer? Yeah. Um, so so uh, the relationship is that we are going to have a special relationship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where um, William Patterson's students um, uh, have uh, great opportunities at Warner Music Group, including at Atlantic. Keep going. Uh, okay, he's leaving. He apparently is no longer in our relationship. Um, where we have, uh, where William Patterson students have an opp- have opportunities um, to intern throughout Warner Music Group, right? At Atlantic and Warner Brothers and Warner Corporate, and we and all the companies within Warner Music Group in every department. Um, and then some of the other cool things are um, uh, people from just like this semester. Right, this semester I was here for a year. Um, Julie Greenwald came to Warner uh, William Patterson, uh, Warner, Warner Brothers, William Patterson, Warner Patterson. Um, now. Warner, yeah. <laughs> the I W and William it. Patterson. Um, um, and uh, Steve who else? Corbin, we had? We had Steve, Steve Corbin on the radio show. Dan Goldberg. Dan Goldberg from from Warner Music Group came here. Dan and, Goldberg, who just got a big promotion. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Did that. you see on LinkedIn? He this is, is now the a, big announcement. He is a senior VP of Global uh, Strategic. So, Stuff. stuff. Yes. I will have to call him on my way home. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, Dan Goldberg. I hope you're listening. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, we'll have uh, more uh, Atlantic and Warner people um, hopefully next next year. And uh, the intern thing, which um, we had a bunch this year, which was amazing. And there were interns from William Patterson all over the place. And then we will have um, – uh, I think there's an opportunity for uh, Atlantic Warner Warner people to come to William Patterson and do some cool things within the grad school. And what else am I forgetting? Uh, between the internships and and next this year, you as a person, as an individual, you were our visiting resident Correct. expert. Next right. year, it will be the Warner Music Group will be Correct. our visiting resident right. expert. So right. we are going to have uh, people from all over the company. Are going to be visiting William Patterson and speaking. We're uh, another big announcement we'll have in September is we're starting a big company on our own that's going to be a, an entertainment company, and you guys will be part of that in terms of giving us some guidance and stopping in and, and Wait, giving your. Who's starting a company? Is it? Uh, I am starting a company with with some students in the music business okay. program, and we're going to actually start our own entertainment company, wow. and right, we're cool. going to produce event. It'll be a mixture of events and and artists, and basically giving. 
uh, students' real hands-on work. So the big four, so Universal, uh-huh. Sony, Warner Music, and William Patterson. And William Patterson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. We have deep po- deeper um, pockets than you. So, so, so the, and that's actually, you You bring up a good point, right? So last year and every other year, you've been limited to the knowledge of one person. Right. Um, and especially last year, incredibly limited to my knowledge. And next year, you'll be able to bring in people who know far more than Dan and I. Yes. Right? You'll exa- have a, exactly. a lot of opportunity. That's very cool. And yeah. people from all over the company, right? People mm-hmm. that do all kinds of interesting things within music and um, maybe publishing and whatever else you figure right. out. That's fantastic. Yes. That's, that's like bringing internships to William Pat. Like, I mean, the, the stuff you'd learn there, you're bringing over here, which is, yeah, which is really incredible. Cool. And wow. it's good. Yes. And the idea is it goes back and forth. They're going to come here. They're going to give us lots of knowledge and lots of, right. these are people actually doing it. And this is not uh, not an exclusive arrangement between the Warner Music Group and us. But it, it, we are one of, I think when uh, we met with uh, Human Resources, we were one of only two schools at the time who were involved. I think Stanford was in California was the only one that Patricia uh, was talking to when yeah, we met. In I, your that office, I, so. don't, I don't yeah. actually But, but it's, it's going yeah, to be a handful yeah, of schools, yeah. but right now we're one of only um, maybe Did things. Did you tell them that this is in New Jersey? Like like the people have to come to New Jersey? Oh, what we're going to do is build a, uh, we're going to build a, uh, okay. yeah, a bridge. <laughs> a bridge. Sarah, Sarah okay. Palin said she can get, get us yeah. some okay. money for like a that. bridge. Um, but it, yeah. it, it is a very cool That's thing, very right? Cool. It's going to be yeah. great. It's um, because we love having students at Warner Music Group, right? It's a great it's a great way for um, for us. Frankly, there. I mean, I learn a lot from every student I talk to. My friend Jeanette here, um, I've been in multiple classes with her, and she's taught me more than I ever knew. And um, Whoa, ish, ish. let's let's explore that in a minute. And um, and uh, you know, so so we get a lot out of it, and and hopefully give back a little bit too. Yes, really cool. Yeah, and it's it's gonna be great. And our students are gonna have. Um, I think the word was uh, priority consideration for internships, which is great for William Patterson students. Yep. And um, you know, hopefully, it's great for um, the ideas. It's great for the Warner Music Group because yep. you guys. Um, if you treat the colleges like the farm team, you guys are the major, yep. you're the big leagues, yep. and you need constantly need new people coming in. Yep. And um, so this is a great opportunity. So what does that mean for the listeners? What does that mean, uh, the priority considerations? Means, uh, Do you go straight let, to interview? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, idea, the idea, in theory, is that, say, uh, people from here and just – because they will publicly put out there that they're looking for, say, summer interns. Mm-hmm. And so when it's uh, the William Patterson interns – in theory, would be at the top of the list, would be... Top of the pile. T- top of the pile. Right, like, right. so it, they'll still go through the same process, right? Um, they'll still go... Oh, are we taking pictures? Uh, they'll still go <laughs> through the same process of interviewing and all that right. stuff, but if the pile is, you know, incredibly deep, they get shuffled up to the top, cool. so they get their That's resumes, fantastic. hit the mm-hmm. pile, and then, you know, and then it's on students like everyone else to get... Through the process yeah. of and get a gig. Yeah, if you're if you're mopey or you know yeah. or if you're you're not gonna get in. So yeah. I don't I don't think William Patterson creates mopey kids. We have no, no, no. no uh, They're all like Jeanette. Right. right. They're all triple majors. <laughs> <laughs> mope free zone. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It's an MFZ. So um, well, while while we have that one question, I have for you because since you do uh, you are involved with the interns at your at Atlantic Records uh-huh. and you you deal a lot and you did go to college yourself. I did. There's some things going out there in the internet. Bob left sets for one, and then there's there's somebody else out there who is recently in Forbes, who they're kind of bashing the whole um, sort of formal music business education that you can get 
in a university, such as William Patterson, or you know, there's the Clive Davis School of Music. I mean, there there's Berkeley. There there are a number of other places. Albright College, my Albright alma mater in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So they're out there, and these people are saying, um, "You why spend money and go to college when you can take my course?" For example, not my. I'm, I'm yeah, this yeah, other guy yeah. who's in Forbes. Take yeah. my course. For ninety dollars a week or a month or just a flat ninety dollars, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what it's like. And you know, you you know, they don't. You learn by doing. You Seems don't learn like by score. any of this other yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. So kind of from from a guy who's actually who went to college right. and actually is working in the biz. What do you think of? A college so, education. So, so I didn't see the um, the Forbes article, nor did I read the Left Sets thing. Um, Left Sets is ongoing. He said this a number I've of got, times. Okay, so okay. Say so that. I didn't see any of the Left Sets things because <laughs> I very, very, um, I, 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 I don't read Left Sets that often, but, but I do when I need to. Um, so what do I think of the actual college experience, and then what do I think of like the music business thing? Right, both. Right. Yeah. So uh, the college experience. So uh, I, I thought it was amazing. It's what I did. Um, and when we, I think you you learn a ton that you, uh, in school about uh, who you are and what you're good at and what you're not good at, and you're giving opportunities to um, like Jeanette to. Um, to grab way more things than you can handle and figure out how to juggle them mm-hmm. and, and all those things that you can't do, um, I think, in sort of the like, the, I'm going to go get a straight up job and just work my way through it. I don't buy the $90 um, well, newsletter to, you know, whatever whatever mm-hmm. the idea is thing. Right. Um, the So I've been learning. I don't work in publishing, music publishing, and I've been learning about music publishing for 15 years because I'm learning, you know, on the side. And I've been, I work next to a company that's a music publisher, and yet 15 years later, I'm still learning about music publishing. So, I, you know, the the chapter in the the um, the Passman, uh, everything you need to know about the music business book or whatever, is a really good beginning. But there's 15 years of information, and I'm still trying to get there. So I can't imagine that you can learn it in an e-blast that you get once a week for 20 bucks or 100 bucks or something. Um, all the students that I've met when I first heard about music business programs, I actually had a real like, wait, a what? A what? You're gonna you're gonna major in just music? Like that's a thing, music business. But the longer I've been in music, the more complex I realize it is. And every year, it gets far more complex as it becomes. Um, you know, you have to learn about all the different rights and um, how rights are. Um, what rights are allocated and how deals get done and what digital is like and what production is like and all the different things and the law side and the creative side and the marketing side and the production side and all the stuff. And I think that you're not going to learn that. Um, you learn it one of two ways. Either you spend a bunch of years at the very bottom and work your way up, right? And that's a pretty hard gig to get in 2015 because the the college seal of approval is like <laughs> this exactly, person yeah. has... Yeah has worked really hard to, to, to like learn a bunch of things. So that's number one. Number two, totally unrelated is, I think that college gives you a baseline for life that makes you um, interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like we sit around at work, whether it's at a music company or whether any other job I've had before music, and we talk about Shakespeare and we talk about music and we talk about all the things that you only know about if you spend a bunch of time learning. Um, and I, I think we sat around and talked about Shakespeare at some point in time. And um, I think those are all the thing things you do at Atlantic. Right? Is it's just talk right? about it's Shakespeare. the beginning of learning how to love learning, right? Because yeah. high school isn't really that for most people. College is when you learn to love learning. And I think that um, without that, you miss out on the love of learning. 
Um, and we hire interest. We try to hire interesting people. So I actually made notes about like what I look for when I look for people. And interesting is one of the most important <laughs> things. Like something that's interesting, and it's hard to be interesting when it's like, yeah, I went to high school, and then I get out, and and like I worked at you know the 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 Express, you know, and I did that, and that was cool. And that's not super interesting. Well, we've had a few guests on the show. It's who- fine. Right. Yeah, who stressed that in the music industry, uh, more than just what you know or who you know, you always want to be a cool hang, someone yeah. who's interesting to be around and yeah. someone who's fun to be around. And that's something that uh, that I'm, sh- I'm sure you look for in the, yeah. in the, in the interns. You, you want hire. people that you like, right? Yeah. Every every job is people, and the music yeah. industry is very people. And you want people that you just want to spend time with and learn things from. We all learn things every day. So. That's I don't good. even know yeah. if I answered your question. No, I, I, no, you did. I also I mean, just generally think left sets is probably wrong. Whatever, whatever. It is. <laughs> right, but uh, but I, I agree, and I think one thing that a lot of people miss out is the fact that college is more than just books. College yeah. is growing for four years. Like Jeanette, you're just finished your second year, your sophomore yes. year, and and the person who you, who walked in here September of 2013 when you were a freshman, and when you graduate in 2017. 17. You're going to be very different. I mean, that four years. Different. Yeah. I mean, you just, you mature, you learn book stuff, but you learn about people. You learn how to deal with people. You learn about relationships. You learn how to screw relationships up. You learn how to mend relationships. You learn all these things that are so important that are sort of are off the radar, radar and a lot of intangible yeah. things that are so important to a college education that I think people forget. Yeah. And you can get that living on your own post high school, right? But you don't get the, like, working with people from all over the world, right? Universities are filled with eclectic mixes of people who are very into very different things from all over the state, mm-hmm. country, world. And that's not a thing you're going to get by staying where you are and, and, and you know, and again, reading the newsletter or whatever. Like yeah. The university creates a dynamic that you do need for the rest of your life or that you benefit from for the rest of your life. Certainly plenty of people have done it without going to college. Um, but I think it's a pretty darn good path. It certainly helps. Well, I'm curious, though. Um, do you think that it's important to have a specific degree in music to work in the music business? I think that – I think no, but I do think it's helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that um, I met a student yesterday who went to an Ivy League school, and he majored in biology, and he said, I really want to work in music. And I said, but you went to one of the best schools – in the country and you majored in biology and um and he proceeded to then go on this whole long explanation of why he wants to work in music and what it is and whatever and i said okay cool but there's a whole lot of people who majored either in things uh, music or related to music or have internships in the music industry or whatever or you know who are in bands and have a lot of experience so your gig is now to convince me that you know more than i think you do because ultimately you're going up against a bunch of people that have spent the last four, five, two, six years of their lives learning about the music industry, mm-hmm. right? And learning what it is that, that we actually do. Because the music industry is an industry just like every other industry. And so you either understand it or you don't because you've played in it or you haven't. Um, and I don't think anyone expects someone who's coming right out of school to be a master of the music industry. But, you know, the more you know, the more you know. But in a case like that, how important is is drive and, and perseverance and grit. If you see somebody who really uh, who really shows those characteristics, would you be inclined to hire him or her over somebody who has a degree or has been in college for music business? So I'd be inclined to ha- if he was 
let's go back to interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So, hey, that's interesting because you have a different set of skills. And so now convince me that we should have a second conversation. And so that's how it goes. And then if he's convincing, then you actually sit down and do an interview like with anyone else. But then again, he's into some in some ways he's behind the ball. So he has to be even better than the other person who's spent a little time toiling and understanding um, what it is to work in, whether it's marketing or publishing or finance or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but drive is, I mean, drive, whether you majored in math, music or biology, right? Drive is a huge part of the whole thing. Yeah, I was listening to a, um, what was it, a TED radio hour in WNYC and they said the single most important characteristic uh, for success is grit. And there's this whole, there's all this backing, scientific backing, and that's what you need to succeed in any field, even if you don't have a degree in it, is grit, perseverance. I actually, I saw that original TED talk by mm-hmm. that. That's a woman, right? And yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, it was really, it was great. They did a, a, a study of, I think it was school kids, and they school were trying kids, to define yeah. what grit was. And the which is really sort of a, an, an internal passion that's mm-hmm. that's kind of like a take no prisoners. I have this goal, and you're not going to stop me. I'm going to achieve it, no matter right. what. Um, and, and they're trying to decide. You know, I don't remember what, where it went from there, but uh, they're just oh, talking man. about how the importance of that within it, successful people or something like that. It was basically everybody um, who was successful. Almost everybody had that characteristic. Was that no matter uh, no matter what, even if you failed, you you know you got backed up, back so, up, and you tried again. There was just a study few weeks ago that came out that was it was it was sort of along the same lines right the same lines cause and effect i guess um the number they did this analysis of like the number one student or the top five percent or something of every every school and then and and then compared it to the overall graduating class of the best universities and and they said you, you have a better shot being the number one student at any school in the country and being successful than you do of being the number you know 25 or 50 student at a top school meaning go anywhere it doesn't matter that much where you go clearly the number one kid at the number one school has the best shot i presume right but um really it comes down to wherever you ended up right how hard did you work to be at the top of the pile because the top of the pile is the top of the pile you clearly have what it takes to get to the top of whatever pile you end up in and william patterson students are on top of the warner Music group pile now, which is cool because of our new uh-huh. relationship. Yeah, there we go. Got to work that circle. in. You know? <laughs> and, and it's funny because we're going to talk about startups in a, in a minute because that's something that you, had, when we traded emails the other day, we wanted to, to chat about. Cool. And um, this uh, this whole conversation. Let's start that after the break. We yeah. got a few minutes, and then we'll. Sort when, of... When's the break? Uh, we got uh, two, three minutes. Okay, because because so, yeah. before we get to that, um, wanted to. Uh, we've been talking about college, but we haven't talked about getting a master's degree. Like I have an MBA in marketing. Um, do, does and you have a master's, right? Mm-hmm. Where did where where Penn was State. your Penn State. Penn State? What's it in? Information science. Information science. Now it's what's interesting is we're talking to a guy whose background was not in music, right? And now you know you're. An icon. Icon. And you're an icon. And, and depending on the day that you and I talk, it, right. I'm a different icon because you change my title every <laughs> single time we talk. And then you Jeanette change my title as well. It's sales. actually amazing. <laughs> I've been the head of every single part of Atlantic Records except the thing I actually do, which is great. I sent out um, a tweet yesterday yeah. about that. that is, I said I think that he was the head of marketing. Yeah, and the and most we- senior intern at Atlantic Records <laughs> was the latest. That's right. That's right. And... Uh, you were saying, sorry. Uh, it's the importance of a, of a master's degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if Jeanette, with a undergraduate, you know, degree, 
um, comes in, and then I come in with an MBA, mm-hmm. um, and you and you have to dis- yeah, before it, the interview. I think it depends when you on the book. job, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're going for a corporate like business development job, something like that, they very much they they look for like MBAs and things. Like, there are certain kinds of jobs where they look for a master's, and especially an MBA or something like that. Um, if I'm interviewing it, right? Let's say a digital marketer. Again, it's another part of the conversation, right? I say, so you got your your business degree or your master's in math or whatever it is. Talk to me about it. Why did you do it? What did you get out of it, right? And so it just becomes I put value on it because you have spent more time learning and I think you love to learn. And one of the things that we do in digital is learn every single day, right? And so I just want to know why you did it. And if the answer is, well, I didn't want to get a job yet. That's not really a selling point. But if the answer is, I really love, you know, advanced calculus or whatever it is that you do um, and wanted to just go deeper into it. And that's cool. And so we would talk about that. Hopefully, uh, as we rush to the break, listening to The World is Ours by the Ally Mac Project, hopefully the person interviewing you Googled your name and saw that you've uh, done three podcasts with us and that uh, actually listened to all the things you're talking about right now. So that would actually be a good question Almost six months every student that I interview now tells me that they've listened to at least one of the podcasts. What? Really? Yeah, every hey. single time. They're like, oh, I looked you up and I listened to your podcast and I'm Right. I know. I always forget that they're out there. Very good. Okay. All All right. We'll be right back. We're going to go to this commercial break for Wheaties and then Twix and then uh, Cheerios, whole grain. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about startups. We're going to talk about social media. All cool stuff with uh, Paul Sinclair of Atlantic Records. Get out of here, Philip. Get out of here. How can I make money in the music business? Why copyright? Should I make a CD anymore? Trying to break into the music and entertainment biz? Wondering how the business works? Wondering how guys like Elton John and MC Hammer go bankrupt? Why am I not making any cash? Tune in to WP Brave New Radio every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Hang with the university's music business faculty hosts, me, Steve Marconi. And me, Dave Phil. Plus, we'll have industry guests and students from the music management program. How do I get gigs down at the shore? Call in with your questions and hear the latest in industry happenings. How do I get my music on iTunes? How do I get on a tour? It's Music Biz 101 and more every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Only on WP Brave New Radio. Your secretary's got our checks, right? Mine's direct deposit, I think. (laughs) If you want to learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Back, music biz 101 and more on 88.7 WPSC Brave New Radio. Paul, uh, 
Sinclair, head of something at Atlantic Records, is our guest. And he tweeted a picture of me. And I look not only bald, but I look I look like really old. Like you can see, because I no, started to go... You look focused and excited. You look my, like you're full of grit. That's what you're <laughs> I'm, I'm loaded grit. with... I do like my hands. My hands, and you should... I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to retweet... Just so we're clear, I retook that photo about 17 times. <laughs> really? I, 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 that was what I could get. <laughs> that was the best one out of 17. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Just saying. Um, and by the way, I am Amish, so I you have stolen my soul. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Go to MusicBiz101WP and uh, go to Twitter, and you are going to see that picture. And in the background, you're going to see uh, Jeanette Elizabeth's brother, Andrew. Andrew, have you seen this picture? Take a look at that, Andrew. Andrew looks good. You look young, Andrew. All right, so, is this a photo shoot, or is this a uh, radio show? This is a, uh, I guess it's hard to talk about visual <laughs> while we're doing the radio thing. But we were talking about internships. We were talking about the new relationship yes. between the Warner Music Group, one of the top three major label groups in the world, and William Patterson, the university, and our uh, how our students are going to be at the top of the pile when it comes to internships and how we're going to have a lot of access. That's the key word, I think, access to Warner Music Group uh, people. You know, it doesn't all have to be Julie Greenwald, the president at Atlantic. It can be, um, you know, somebody who's doing social media for uh, Warner or for the the group, it could be people all over the place because everybody has something to say, has has interesting viewpoints. Could be somebody in royalties. Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, Warner Chapel. Actually, you brought up publishing, um, yep. Yep. and you own Warner Chapel, and uh, that there, there's so many areas. So um, it's it's going to be a very rich relationship. There's going to be a ton of of stuff that. Uh, Obviously, we can get, and hopefully we're going to give it back to you by giving you guys some awesome students like Jeanette Elizabeth, who is on your right and also my right, and she is always right. You, and Geneva Gamblin, who's, who I think is listening. Now. Yeah, Geneva Gamblin, who is uh, a master's student, getting her MBA mm-hmm. in music management here. She has one more semester left, I believe. And um, she uh, was our student co-host last week when we had right. uh, Sean Rosenberg, who is a grad. Uh, who now works for a company called Huge. Direct, huge. He's a director of engagement. And, um, oh, huge. Know, huge. Huge. You know Huge? Yeah, okay. great design firm. Yeah, that's, that's right. They didn't pay me to say that either. <laughs> that's very yeah. nice. Um, yeah. So you, we had two quick stories we wanted to get okay. into in terms of internships. We were talking about trying to break in. If you're Jeanette, if you're Philip, Philip graduated last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip's looking for a job right now, and Jeanette is looking for interest. Congratulations. Good job, Philip. Philip. Thank, thanks. For... And you had, what was your GPA? It was like 12? Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, 3.8, I think. That's was, really yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, but Phil- it's it's not even the GPA. It's just it's the experience that you know nobody yeah. really cares about the GPA right. anymore. Uh, I don't think no, that's you don't true. think so? No, I two nine three one don't care. Three point really? eight. Well, I'm two like, nine huh, three one. I wouldn't 3. even 8. I wouldn't even put on my resume. No, but a three point eight. I see that. I care. That's very you know, good. I, I'm like, yeah, that's a that's, this guy worked really hard. Okay. It says you worked really hard. All right. Well, that makes me feel. Better. Or you're really smart. I, I take either. Yeah. Either one. Let me ask you this, because Philip mentioned earlier uh, his LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And everybody I talk to, and uh, Jeanette has a LinkedIn profile. You know, I, I yep. speak specifically, especially the younger you are in terms of if you're a freshman in college, you know, I would love you to start your LinkedIn profile yes. and build mm-hmm. over yes. the four years. Don't, in your fourth year, now I'm yeah. going to start. You know, There's no question about it. Yeah. yeah. Build it. And so uh, with Philip, for example, I put a recommendation on his LinkedIn profile last year. And and you didn't ask, I just did it because I feel Philip is 
is one of a kind when it comes to college students. I couldn't speak more highly of probably anybody I've met mm-hmm. here in my uh, two years teaching full time at William Patterson oh. than Philip. He's one of thank the God oh. that's going to be in the podcast. I know you can replay it. He's one. Of, seriously, he's one of the. You <laughs> can you. trust thank him. You. He is. He is uh, always there for you. He goes over and above what you want him to do. He's. Mm-hmm. And we have, and it, the cool thing is, we have a number of students like that. And, and Philip is is right at the top. I mean, he's really an amazing. And he's a great person. I met his dad. His dad has worked incredibly hard. So it's within the family, you yeah, know. Um, yeah. So, so, um, huh. so where we were getting at with that particular question was, yeah. I wrote the recommendation. Do you, as somebody who is a hiring person or does some hiring or looks, are are you going and looking to see if these Young people have LinkedIn profiles. Is that something you look at? Are you looking to see if they have recommendations on there? Well, before you answer that, I included I that. I don't think he wants to answer I included that. that in the email. So I didn't need to include it. They didn't ask for it, but I sent it in anyway. And I also sent in a, a link to my personal website just so they see sort of like what I'm up to when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm outside of what I do, what I have on my resume, you know, where, where I've yep. been, who I've met. And I feel like that's very important as well. What do you think about that? So I think so, and I can only speak for how I hire people, right? I don't know how what other people do. Um, I think the more you include, the better. Um, I absolutely, if if I get your resume and I think it's interesting, I'm going to look for you online, right? I'm going to look at LinkedIn. It's the first place I'll go. I'm also going to Twitter to see what's on there. Um, I can't tell you the number of people that we've ended up not bringing in for interviews because their Twitter uh, feed was a mess. Right. Like just inappropriate things. And, and obviously Twitter is a pretty public place. You should know like, hey, it's your public thing. It's your personal thing, but it's also publicly right. Per- personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that 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 just so people should be careful about what what they tweet or at least sort of what they say about the world. Um, and uh, and and then LinkedIn profiles without a doubt. Right. And if your LinkedIn profile is exactly the same as your resume, it's not helpful. So. That's to your point about like building it over a couple of years, having uh, people without having to call references and all this stuff, having a bunch of people saying good things about you is helpful. But then also you can be more descriptive, right? A, a LinkedIn profile doesn't have a, a character limit the way the resume does, right? Resume, you can only squeeze so much on, on a, one single white sheet of paper. With a font the size right? of six, right? Right, yeah. right. Um, no courier new on your resume. <laughs> um, only so, right. Sense. Um, so, you know, it just it allows you to be more open. You can write objectives like you do all the things that are a little more interesting that you can't do. So if um, if it's great and it exists, I'd love to see it. And if you include it in the thing, it's obviously I'm going to click the link. Mm-hmm. If the link is clickable. I'm clicking the link because I presume you're telling me to go click the link. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to give as much as yeah. possible. And yeah. then I saw I applied yeah. I applied to this company. It's a startup company in the city. Uh, it's listed. It has a, 11 to 50 employees. And the next morning, I got an email from LinkedIn saying, oh, a person from this company is looking at your LinkedIn profile. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's at least I know that LinkedIn. they opened my email. Yeah. You know, that that's yeah. and that's important. Yeah. And then you mentioned your website as well. And that's the same deal, right? If it's your personal blog and you say things that you don't write, like you just decide, is right. this your the thing you're trying to put in front of someone. And by the way, you can have a personal blog and then in your resume or whatever, you can include a link to like your something other site that's more catered towards you looking for a job, right? right? It's not, it's, you shouldn't not have a private world. You should just be careful about having a private world that, you know, you're ultimately we're all going to work together. And if you've got a really dark side, 
you don't really want that showing up in the interview process. No, for sure. And I'm not really a Twitter person. I don't. For me, just I'm more of a visual person, and to yeah. me, Twitter is just like a bunch of noise, and I can't I can't deal with it. But I use Instagram a lot, mm-hmm. or I try to at least, and I included mm-hmm. that in my in my website Absolutely. as well. There's a, you, know, you can see all the pictures I post yeah. on Instagram on my website. Yeah. So well, and, and 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 you can imagine for a, in my world, right? If you if I can't find you online, I actually make the presumption that you're not really online or you don't know how to do it very well. And so therefore I'm for digital, like I'm probably not going to call you. Because if I can't find you on the internet, then I presume that you're either really productive, you took everything down, or you're not very good at right. it. For sure. Yeah. Jeanette, as student as a student who we mentioned just finished her second year, as you listen to this conversation which has evolved in from a bunch of the questions I had it's really become a conversation about what you do as a student and Mm -hmm. and when you're out of here how am I going to get a job what what are your feelings at this point about jobs yeah no about the whole hiring process about things that we've talked about in order for you to pop out so that you know your resume and your LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. all those things are more visible than other people well in terms of visibility I know like in class, like in social media, I took social media one and two with you, and we were talking about like optimizing just pages, optimizing information so people can find it easier. Um, and I mean, I know that's really important in terms of like jobs and stuff. I think just being in college is great because I'm able to see how like how much I can handle at once, and like I can show people like look, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I have proof. I have professors. And and I get to meet people, and I think you can make those connections. I think the connections in our major are really important in terms of the people, not just, like, people we meet, but, like, the students. Because I know in, like, the popular music majors, we're so supportive of each other. And I know that, like, when I graduate, I can call up Bobby or Tim and be like, hey, do you want to, like, do something? To, like, you know, like, I, I know we can mm-hmm. always have that connection. I know that's really important. Yeah, and the, I I tell that to a lot of um, I, I mean I'm not not that I'm a sage on on this, but but uh, some of the freshmen that were coming here and they became trainees at the radio station and I um, I just lost my train of thought <laughs> completely. Sage, you're a sage. Yeah. Now, I, well, I, I was connections. Yeah. I was, I was, okay. There you go. I was telling them not to just co- go go to class, drive in, go to class, and leave, which is a lot of because seventy percent of the William Patterson undergraduate so body fifty two percent. Is it fifty two percent? It was when I started. It was seventy. It's changed. Wow. But yeah, years. I just saw a statistic yeah. a week ago. It's fifty two. And and I, and I said you can't. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't be one of those people who just drive in, go to class, and leave. There's so many people, so many so connections many. you can make, and you could use. I mean, five, ten years from now, you never yeah. know. Well, you know, and and one question I get from students a lot is, hey, I'm a senior. I haven't interned at all or Mm -hmm. a lot. Now what do I do? Right. And so, okay, there's no way to fix that. I'm a senior and I haven't interned at all. Um, So so then I always go to, okay, let's presume that you're a great student and you did what 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 you just described. Um, So what did you do? Like you, you you then you leverage what you've done in school. Right. So you spent all of your time on campus and you help start this brand new program mm-hmm. that's an entertainment and management touring thing like turn that into your experience yeah. you have right you have to take what you have um if you also haven't done anything like that then i then, then you're you're not go right you're then you're starting at the bottom bottom mm-hmm. right like you're going to have to figure out how to get some experience and then build your way up and you're just going to be a little bit behind the other people that that did more than you did in school um but i do think there are there are plenty of students who have more experience than they think they do. They just don't know how to turn it into words mm-hmm. on their resume. Yeah. Um, or 
like our friend Jeanette, who's going to intern 77 times before she graduates, <laughs> um, you can also include that stuff, right? Because, again, lots of people do internships, and so you should do a really good job of writing that stuff up. But you also should talk about the other interesting things you did on campus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to figure out how to make them relatable so someone says, oh, I want to talk to this person about that. And some people might not care when they're looking at your resume, but some people will. I, just a side note, Elon Musk, the guy who started Tesla, was talking about how uh, what he looks for when in his employees, potential employees. And he says, I could tell right away whether a person is lying or not, because when a person is telling the truth about something that he or she did, um, you can hear it. So if I said I worked on this project and um, and I genuinely worked on it. He said, I, I, could, I could hear it because you're passionate about it. You know the details, the finer details. But if I just sort of kind of worked on it every once in a while and other people were really working on it, he could hear that too because you wouldn't know those little details or you wouldn't sound as passionate. Mm. So you always, you know, you, you got to keep that in mind as yeah. well. You know, when you're, when you're trying to squeeze every last yeah. drop of your yeah. experience. You had two stories that oh, you wanted okay. to, to so, bring up. Two stories. One is an example of someone I didn't hire, and one is an example of someone that I haven't hired as an intern, but um, I but but might, or it's at least someone I'm going to try to help. Um, the one was I got a a bunch of years ago got a, um, a resume from someone that came through a referral and was a strong resume, and then this person also sent me a a fifteen or twenty five page magazine about themselves, and it was high gloss bound it looked like complex magazine about um our professor david philip here and it was it was there was there were photo shoots and it was um frankly a little bit creepy so i won't i don't remember the person's name luckily so i can't even give it away um but it was it was too over the top and so we actually had a debate in the office about at that moment about what what's too much and what's not enough so on another note, right, and so ultimately we brought the guy in because we were like, Let, lo, let's feel it out. And when he came in, we decided, like, the person out, he, he matched the over-the-topness, and we just decided it wasn't the right fit. Um, and then secondly, um, I got a resume for an internship the other day, just the other day. So we haven't, we're done hiring summer interns. And um, I got a resume from someone who is going to be spending the summer in New York. Um, and they said, hey, I built a website. And... I did uh, a survey of 100 people asking them uh, a bunch of complicated questions around streaming and music and all the all these interesting things. And so they did a survey and they analyzed the results and then they built this website on Strikingly, which is a super easy mm-hmm. to use website platform. If you need to build a website, you should look at Strikingly. It's like Wix and, and Weebly, it's, right, all these, it's yeah. beautiful. And they presented their findings in infographics and they basically did a project – but for Atlantic Records, so that we could see that this person was fully qualified. And so that sold me enough to say, well, you're not here yet. Let's hop on Skype and let's do an interview. And then they gave me their two-minute elevator pitch, and it was an amazing conversation. And I ended the thing with, I don't know if I'm going to have a thing for you, but I am going to go bang on a whole bunch of doors around the company and see if I can find the right thing for you. And if it doesn't work out, let's at least spend a little time this summer, this summer when you're in New York and we'll at least chat and whatever. Because you never you you don't often bump into someone who's willing to go the extra yeah. mile when really you're talking about an internship that they're sort of at the last minute and whatever whatever. So um, anyway, two very different extremes of people who 
did some who went above and beyond. One did it in the right way. They focused on what are the things that are going to show my skills, and the other did the what are the things that are going to show that I'm. I don't. I don't. Uh, something else. <laughs> but even right? in the in the in the latter case, yeah. uh, even if he or she did not get the posi- get the internship, yeah. they still have you as a contact right. anytime they right. want to apply. Yeah. But uh, also startup companies. If we can move to that uh, yeah. for a set for a little bit. I I've been applying to startup companies as well, and it's not just send in your cover letter and your resume. Now I applied to a company called Harry's, uh-huh. which um, they they sell grooming products for mm-hmm. men, and they asked me. F- um, three traits uh, that I look for in a company three uh-huh. car- and then they also asked me um, to describe myself in 150 characters or less uh-huh. what makes me unique so basically like a tweet um, they asked me but you wh- got six extra characters it was good uh, yeah yeah it was so right. generous right. but uh, they also asked me one unique thing that I learned this week it could be anything hmm. so you know companies are also yeah. starting to do that yeah. to get that personal touch yeah. as well yeah, yeah. That's you had that when, when you had interviewed at iHeartMedia to work with mm-hmm. uh, Elvis Duran. Right. You had something sort of similar. He actually gave you a he project. An assignment. Right? Yeah. An assignment, yeah, as part of your internship interview, which you had to well, that to That him. was cover letter and resume, but I made my cover letter really personal because my aunt used to listen to the show, and I basically said how for many years I used to, I used to listen to her kind of, but I was too young to understand the jokes, and over the years... Um, I kind of uh, I, I didn't live with her anymore and I was listening on my own and I started getting the jokes and basically trying to show that I evolved with the show and I have this connection with it so that's what got me into the um, that, that's what got me the interview with David Brody the executive producer and then the interview with him was an hour and a half long so we just sat and talked for an hour and a half and we really we talked very little about the actual position we talked about traveling and eating and movies and stuff like that which i thought was a pretty cool sign you know like you know being the cool hang um, and then he gave me an assignment bring me three things that you think would be suitable for the for the show in in any in any um, aspect anything just to mention or to have a piece about or or to have a whole segment on and um, and I sent him four things, just one bonus thing, and I and I wrote that in the email. I made the email really, really kind of um, not informal, but but not really formal. Business as Business well. casual, yeah, business casual. You wore khakis when you typed yeah. it, yeah. So that's exactly like it. That. Hmm, I like, that. but I wore I like a T-shirt, not not just not a. But, but yeah. the khakis were rolled the up ca- at the bottom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So um, yeah, and companies are, are they want that personal touch now? Which some is some really do, cool. right? It all some depends do. on the kind of company you're. And applying. I've noticed that it's mostly right. startups now. Yeah. Mostly yeah. startups. One, the, the the companies with eleven to fifty employees, or even yeah, you, even you one absolutely to 10. you need to know the kind of company you're applying yeah. for, and then you need to tailor the thing to that. Yeah, yeah. we have seven minutes left. Wow. Okay, well, we could go over a little bit if you would yeah. like. If you would like, yeah, we don't have another show yeah, um, after us. So, are you fine with that, Paul Sinclair of Atlantic Records? I, I'll go all night. There, Go oh, on. we got a marathon broadcast. Yeah, we go. Right? Uh, go good. Have, we will I continue. Have grit. Cool. We will go. That's it, Jeanette. Do you have grit? I'm good. I Let's can measure do your grit. All right. <laughs> okay. By the way, go we should it. wish my daughter uh, Delaney happy birthday. She's oh, eleven happy birthday, today. Dylan. Oh, happy birthday! That's right. That's right. Okay. Happy birthday. Back. Back to the show. Uh, Jeanette was part of a class that I uh, mm-hmm. taught this year: uh, music, music, and social media. And it was a two semester. There was one, and then there was two. two. And in two, I gave the class a project back in January, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they had to everybody in the class had to create their own Spotify playlist mm-hmm. about something that they felt strongly about. You know, some whether it's I love classic rock and the best classic rock songs of all time, or 
you know, name your, your topic. And then they had to create the list, and then they also then had to spend the next four months optimizing it, meaning how, what can you do to start getting followers mm-hmm. of your playlist? And Jeanette actually did a great job. And if you go to our website, musicbiz101wp.com, uh, and you look for how to optimize a Spotify playlist, I recapped what all of the students put, but Jeanette's was at the very top because she did a really excellent and thorough job. But Jeanette, you wanted to share some of your things. And because yeah. I bring this up because Paul is immersed deeply. He is entrenched. He is knee deep. Now your neck, he's neck deep in the playlist optimization world. And tell him what you've learned. And then, Paul, you can bounce your ideas back at her. Cool. I'd love to hear. I'd love to learn yeah. something. Yeah. It was really fun. I actually really enjoyed this project. Um, so, yeah. As opposed to the other projects. <laughs> the other the other project. <laughs> okay, um, so the whole idea was to create a Spotify playlist that was like a specific theme. So I picked modern acoustic songs because I, I wanted to kind of... It's like the kind of music I like. It doesn't have to be specifically just acoustic guitar. It could be like just acoustic in general. And so that was my theme. And, and I, I wanted to... I created a plan because I didn't want to just randomly post anything. So so I created a series of posts that I would do over the next month. And um, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, look this way, look at me when you talk, <laughs> you can't trust these guys. And, <laughs> and so I created a series of posts. And so basically I, I focused on Instagram because that's where I like Instagram the best. And I yeah, feel like I, I can, yeah. I can express myself the most. So I created collages. I created, um, I created. Do you know a pick play post? The, the mm-hmm. new, yeah. So I created a whole like, cover. I did of like songs from the playlist, and I like, highlighted lyrics. And I used like a lot, like a lot of different apps and stuff. And I posted them over a series of weeks. And I also used Twitter, although Twitter is a little bit harder for me. I don't really like Twitter. Um, not that I ever think it's Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I also use Facebook, and but I focus most on Instagram. And I actually, like, I kept track of, like, all the followers I kept getting, and a lot of them I didn't know. I was like, oh, this person just found, like, um, like a hashtag and everything. Um, so I learned a lot about, like, just when to post specifically, like, the best time for me to post, um, what to hashtag, because some hashtags are better than others, Um what people liked, the kind of pictures people liked, the kind of colors people liked. Um, people really like red. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, and, a, there's a whole um, people research this, um, especially people who work on on brands and how to get your brand, uh, how to get people to to recognize and, uh, your brand and, and really uh, um, uh, make it part of their lives. And and they they talk yeah. about color a lot. And red is something that people feel they feel warm red and they feel great, yeah. yeah. Red was because I, I made a whole post with red and like red lipstick about the lyrics that were red and people really liked that post. Um, I also tried to make a personal. I had a couple of friends on my playlist, so I was saying, okay, this is my friend, like, check him out, just so we can get, like, get them some more people. And so it was also, a mix of popular music and friends of yours. Yeah, like, cool. there was, like, two or three friends just yeah. thrown in there, because, yeah. I mean, yeah. they get some plays. Yeah, so John Mayer and your buddy down the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, the people, because people, uh, the first post I put up was just, here's my playlist. Like, just the screenshot of Spotify, so they know it's Spotify, mm-hmm. like, and and that didn't get too much engagement because I mean it's a screenshot of Spotify like mm-hmm. so the next post was um one like a, a screenshot of my friend saying like this is my friend is on my playlist check her out um people really like that one because it's like personal to me so like oh it's someone I know that Jeanette knows that like I can help and then the next post was a collage of like cool like red colors with like red lipstick that I was wearing that goes with these lyrics 
Um, and people really liked that post. I got a lot of follows from that one. And then the next post was another one of my friends that I did. And then the next one was a cover. The next one was like it just kept. I just wanted to make each one a little bit bigger than the next one. Right. And so that's what I did. And on Twitter, I didn't really get much engagement. I mean, Facebook, I did. I got quite a few follows from Facebook. Um, but yeah, and I also learned that. Did you get followers from Spotify? Like, were people finding you directly on Spotify, or was most of it from you? I think, I think I got social. a couple of followers that yeah. were from Spotify mm-hmm. towards the end when more people were following. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, it was, it was all. was just through social. Um, yeah. And then Spotify came. But, uh, cool. um, most, some people just did not know how to follow on Spotify. Do you still? That's interesting. I, yeah. I mean, I, I use Spotify almost every day, but yeah. um, I don't use it socially. I just yeah. use it, okay, I'm in the car, I'll listen mm-hmm. to, to this song or a playlist. I don't even listen to other people's playlists. I listen to my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, that's something I need to expand on as well. But I, I feel like a lot of people are on the same boat. A lot of people would follow me, but not the playlist. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well... Yeah, yeah, here it is. Here <laughs> it is. <laughs> so that was that was. Do you like still keep it up? Yeah. Oh, oh, I update it a lot. Um, you should continue to update that's, it. Yeah. That's another resume thing. That's a. That's a. That's a LinkedIn what? thing. That's a yeah. resume yeah. thing. That's a. Mm-hmm. I've been running this playlist for the last four years. Right. That's the new blog. Right. Didn't I say that in class? Did I say uh, that in class? This is the new blog. This is the. This is the, I have this thing and I have this many followers. I've been building it over time and this is what I've learned and And gives you another thing to talk about. I've gotten some more followers. Good. But um, yeah, I made sure to continuously update it so people weren't just like the people that, I know some people followed me that knew me, of course, because it's through my Instagram. um, Yeah, so that also helped updating it consistently. And it also might not be a resume thing. You might build yourself into the next, you're the Spotify equivalent of Funkmaster Flex. (laughs) <laughs> that's so, yeah. a cool one walking to the office saying that hey this is why so the, that was our project so um i know you do a lot with optimizing playlists we do so um so it's interesting um you you don't so you don't follow playlists at all or you only listen to your own playlist yeah basically um so we 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 um i won't say we know because we don't know much yet but we think that we know that um, most people listen to their own playlists, right? So that's sort of a known thing. But we also know that almost everyone using streaming services is listening to some kind of playlist, right? Whether it's their own or not their own. Right. And we know that um, obviously the other really you know big, big group of, um, of people listening to playlists are people listening to Spotify's playlist, right? Because they're front and center. They're in the in the big carousel on the top they're on the home page it's the the coffee house playlist the new releases playlist like a lot of people right. are discovering those so maybe not you but yeah, most I mean, people are using the spotify playlist to some degree and I there just, are i skip over that yeah i just go directly it's a to very big that is the new that's the curation of spotify yeah. right and um and that, and that's a big thing and then the other so i actually just spent I spent an absurd amount of time in meetings, brainstorming meetings, talking about playlisting, right? We're always trying to – we have a, we get a little more data and then we brainstorm around it. We get a little more data and we brainstorm around it. And yesterday I spent three and a half hours with ten people in a room literally with stickies. Wait, how many and hours? Just, and brainstorming. Three and a half. Three and a half hours Whoa. talking about every – and it, it wasn't a meeting, right? It was a creative brainstorming thing like you yeah. would do in class. It was a – Here's a three. Everyone has multiple pad notepads, and let's just brainstorm around mood playlists. Brainstorm around 
how you might approach playlisting, right? It was like all the different kinds of mechanics, like specific ideas around playlisting, all the way through to different ways we might approach playlisting, whether it's on the Spotify network or off. Um, things we talked about were like, and I'm, I'm making this up, but like, you know, should there be, um, you know, should Oprah have a playlist? Not necessarily through Atlantic Records, although that would be awesome, Oprah. Um, but should Oprah have a playlist? <laughs> I'm sure right? she's listening. All right. Um, <laughs> listening. All right. So Funkmaster Flex, I mentioned, Larry, uh, Mario Batali, like all these different kinds of celebrities. I'm sure YouTube celebrities are going to move into that space, right? Why is it so important for you guys, for Atlantic? So playlisting is um, an incredibly important part of all, all the data says that playlisting is um, is di- is the discovery mechanism on, right? So there's two things. Either I tell you about it or you discover it on a playlist. Those are the two mechanisms. Because the third is like you, Spotify's controlled editorial yeah. and whatnot. Well, and so playlisting matters because an artist might create a playlist and tell you about their new – collection right. of music or influences or whatever it's it's modern um, day mixtape so if you, get, modern... if you if you get a mixtape from directly from taylor swift yeah. say that these are the artists i want you to yeah. listen to that's enormous so so a few weeks ago i actually dug out my old mixtapes my real mixtapes and i um converted them to playlists on 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 not spotify another streaming service and um just just to test out the the experience and it was um it was in some ways, obviously a lot easier, and in some ways it didn't have the magic that mm-hmm. I remembered, right? Because mm-hmm. yep. the mag- magic of making a mixtape was rewinding and fast-forwarding and the, the insanity of trying to make the perfect mixtape. Yeah. And once you made it, it, and it would take six years to make because you were always trying to figure out what's the perfect next song, um, on Spotify you just change it up. That's right. right? Just and drag. So, so the yeah. upside was you just change it. Like you don't like it, you change it. No and big deal. Yesterday, Pandora announced that they're purchasing a startup company called yeah. Next, Next Big, big Sound. Sound. Yeah. yeah. Which it, which company. deals in, in mm-hmm. analytics, mm-hmm. and they, they analyze who's going to be the next big artist from, I, I would imagine, streams and... and uh, and uh, social and streaming right, and radio right. and so they're 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 uh, they they take all the data in and then they you know people then go in and say like what's happening with my video or right. artist or track or you know whatever um so it's a it's a, a it's a cool company if you if you right. watch uh, for example instagram for example like i took a screenshot yesterday of uh this playlist it's uh, a best bromances playlist i think by music choice, hmm. and but it's a very vague playlist because what they're trying to do is promote the film. What is it? Uh, Entourage, the Entourage. Uh, the film version of Entourage, and um, so they they put up on in on a, on Instagram basically follow our playlist, but they don't. It was sort of unclear, even in the description, where you would find their playlist. Is this a Spotify huh. playlist? Is this on? Your website, where is YouTube? Oh. You know, and I. Right. Uh, so I bet they're making the presumption because Spotify is the biggest player mm-hmm. that you're going to Spotify. I bet they're making that presumption. It's clearly a mistake because obviously, yeah. right? Unless they put it up on every single kind of service that has playlists, right? And I'll bet you, I don't know this to be true. I didn't check out the Bromances playlist in the way that you did, <laughs> um, but I'll bet you it's on Spotify and I'll bet you it's not on YouTube. And, um, you know, clearly playlists are very big on YouTube. That was going to be my next right? question for you. When, you. when you mentioned clearly it's 
they're probably going to Spotify. But my yeah. next thing was, but what about YouTube yeah. and playlists? Because yeah, and, and what about and what, and what about the other ones? Right? There's a bunch yeah. of other players in the market that that. You know, there might not be as many people on a Spotify, but there's a bunch of people on them, right? The Google mm-hmm. service and um, Title and all these other, you know, RDO and all these other services. And you're, most people, right, outside of me, most people are only on one, yeah. right? And so yeah. if the playlist isn't there, the playlist isn't there. Yeah. And so that'll be an interesting thing, I mean, too, is like, do two, people build playlists yeah. for everything? Absolutely. And the only two I basically use are Spotify and YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's harder to stream off YouTube, especially mm-hmm. if, if I'm in the car or if I'm at a barbecue or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Spotify is just the easier one to use. Yeah. And uh, YouTube has more ads, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, YouTube that's... has an ad before almost every single video. But yeah. if you do Spotify playlist, it's... I listen to Spotify. I listen to Spotify for eight hours at a time, you know, and you'll hear. Do you pay for it? No. No. I don't pay. So I. I oh, really? I don't pay I, for. I, I pay. I do hey, what, not. I, 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 I'm, totally, <laughs> I'm totally fine. And I could go mobile. Yeah. And I have, and I like my playlist enough that, but you uh, that I what, will listen on mobile. And you don't mind. I don't mind that it's yeah. random yeah. because right. I like my playlist. I, I mind that. That's yeah. a big one for me. Yeah, so you yeah. pay. I pay. Yeah. I pay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know. May, if, may, if ask, that's... may I ask another question? I know yeah, uh, we could go over, let's, but let's... then I know. But I'm going to take advantage. We, of we've it. been over, but let's no, let's, yeah. do, let's do one last um, question. Uh, title, because we, you yeah. know, um, are you guys seeing much traction from where you are with title and and, and, and it's not revenues. It's too early for that. But I'm just talking about. Um, uh, uh, any market impact, I guess, from yeah. Title. So, so I don't know the answer to that honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't, it's early, um, so. yeah, and I haven't, I haven't called anybody and said what's the impact. I'll tell you that I'm using Title, right? So I use almost all the services, um, and I'm using Title right now. I appreciate the high quality. I know that the, like a lot of pe- there's a lot of naysayers really about can you it. Tell? I, I can tell. So I've and I've brought people into my office, and I don't have an amazing setup. I have speakers, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I've done A Bs across lots of different music, and I'll play it on one service, and then I'll play it on right. title, and um, you know on Wi Fi, and absolutely people have said that that service it sounds really? better, right? Now that's the right because they have different tiers of the service, and yeah, so I'm currently course. using the Hi Fi service, um, and I love it. I love I love that it sounds great. I also again I'm not the average person right I, I, I live this stuff all day and i have a really high-end pair of headphones and i absolutely can hear it in the really mm-hmm. high-end you know headphones so i don't know if people are going to gravitate towards title for the hi-fi That's but i also thing. like yeah. the service itself like i like the curation i like the playlist that it puts in front of me like it does a pretty good job of curating and so, you know, I think all the services are different, right? Like there are things about Spotify that are great. There are things about Tidal that are great. There are things, frankly, I, I, I still have a Beats account and I use my Beats account. There are things that Beats does really well that the others haven't figured out around um, playlisting and whatnot, around curation because they hired an army of people to, to make playlists and, and do curation. So I just think they're all a little bit different. And so, again, back to my the bromances or whatever thing it was called, right? There, at least for the the near term, there are many different services with lots of different kinds of people picking them either at random or because that service meets their needs better than another service. Um, so I kind of feel like if you're going to be in the playlist business, you need to be thinking about where do you need to be mm-hmm. as well. Like that's one of the angles is are you making them everywhere? Now you're you're in the playlist business from a label perspective. Yeah. Are your artists making playlists as they well? 
What are. kind of artists? All, all across this place? Is Ed Sheeran making his own playlist? Um, you know, I, I, I don't honestly know if Ed Sheeran has made many playlists. I know Ed Sheeran has made playlists. All of our artists make playlists, um, and they make different kinds of playlists, right? Some are like stuff that influenced me making this album. Some are, here's the favorite tracks that I've made from across my catalog, so, right? So personal. Some are all the different versions of songs that I've made, all the acoustics. Some are, here's what I'm listening to at my barbecue this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it totally depends on the artist and how they're using it. Some are doing it um, regularly, right? Like, they're running playlists and they're updating them all the time. And summing, or some are making them as a moment in time and putting them out there. Um, it, it totally depends on the artist, right? And whether or not that's a thing they enjoy doing. Right. Well, this was a thing that I enjoyed doing. Yeah. Jeanette, did you enjoy this thing yes. that we just did? Was, I think it's a great fun. thing. Yeah, I think, this was... I think every student should be doing this. But yeah. again, you've got to do it for a while. Like, you have to learn. Did you know that the optimal number of hashtags on Instagram at the moment is supposedly 12? No. I think what? it's 12. So it was many. It was eight. And then I just read somewhere. I think it was Instagram. I always it's comment 12. my hashtags. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've seen people oh, literally make so like, hashtag like... number 12. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the hashtag. <laughs> hashtag, so 12. hashtag twelve. <laughs> right. Because right. I think you're allowed uh, to get up to twenty nine. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. yeah, and I and, and it might not have been Instagram that was twelve. Instagram was definitely eight. And then just like two weeks ago, I saw an updated study that said no, the numbers actually more. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it just it, that it's interesting. It was a study, so it can't but, be wrong. But if you put it in the comments as opposed to within yeah. the, right, that, that's, that's where you want saying. it. You don't want to put it in your text. You want to put it. You you write down. I'm I'm with Paul Sinclair, Music Biz One One. Give us your question you know, now. This is talking about in the context. In the in the oh within the yeah, here's the, my post because what you really should do is I should make, post and then I should be the first one or, or whatever I would yeah. comment and then in the comment put all your hashtags there it keeps your post cleaner clean. the hashtags still work yeah because still people are still going to gravitate toward the post through search yeah. Yeah. but um, that way what they're seeing is better and there are lots of things about an Instagram post like putting a black line to mm-hmm. delineate between paragraphs you, you do that a lot I do that all the time yeah. emojis are great because oh, again you're 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 because you're trying to appeal to the eye, so it's not just the picture. If you're exactly. using text, you still have to appeal to the eye and think about the user. So um, we're thinking about the user right now, who is at this point they're about to listen to the podcast, and we want to thank him for listening to Paul Sinclair right now on Music Biz One Hundred and One More. Thank you, Paul Sinclair, thank head of lots of stuff me. at Atlantic Records. Paul Sinclair, Woo! Paul Sinclair, Atlantic Records. He was so, so great. Fun. He was so wonderful <laughs> to have here. We want to thank Jeanette Elizabeth for being here as our student coach. Jeanette Elizabeth. We do want to thank Philip Gorakovsky. I said more of the show than I've said. I know. The entire... I know. It was it was the Philip Gorakovsky show, you guys. Thank you, Philip Gorakovsky. Thank you. Thank He's you. got one more live with us left. And of course, uh, Dr. Esteban Marconi, who has been away on assignment. We want to thank An- Andrew, who is Jeanette's brother. Andrew sat in the corner. You were great. You didn't blow it for us. So thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, very good job. Andrew is Jeanette's and twin. And Officer Hunter as well. And Officer Hunter, who came in earlier. And he did not smile. Officer Hunter did not smile. So you need to be careful. And then, uh, of course, I am uh, your professor, David Kirk Phillip. You've been listening to Music Biz 101 More. Listen every week, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock on WPSC Brave New Radio. Go to musicbiz101wp.com or go to Stitcher Radio and get find us and you uh, can listen to our podcast. Make sure to get find us. Yeah, make sure go to get find us and find Music Biz 101 WP and you can find us there. So thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. And as always, we would like to say to you,
ticking over Any second thoughts let me let you know the world is ours We're ticking 